This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hey, welcome back, everyone. This is the Flow Track Podcast. I'm Kevin. He is Gordon. Our email address, flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to the Flow Track Podcast YouTube page. Got to admit, Gordon, very bummed, very sad. I was all fired up to do the show. Well, I'm fired up. Why are you bummed? I got news right before we started. I checked Twitter one last time. What? Allison Dos Santos needs surgery on his knee. Kevin, the big three was just getting back together, and now this happens. This was going to be the event of the year, event of the decade, maybe. I have no idea how hurt he is. Is this true? What is, what's your sources? There's Brazilian media reports. If someone in the chat speaks Portuguese and can help me out, I'd appreciate it. I'm in a tough state right now. I'm very, very sad. This is not good. I mean, typically surgery... It's not like he's going to be fine. Is this, There's no way he's not going to... Like, this isn't going to work out for him this year. Like, it's going to be a postponed to 2024 for him to be in his full form. Meniscus. NBA players can come back pretty quickly. I tore my meniscus, but I'm not the level of an NBA player. I was out for a while. I was not 100% until basically ever, until modern day. Okay. Still not 100%. But, okay, Colt found it here. Uh Alcindo Dos Santos suffers knee injury, will have to undergo surgery. Oh, is this translated? All right, can you read that? I can't see it. Gordon. I, I'm, I am blind. Okay, fine. Current world champion, the Foreman Hurdles, Alcindo Dos Santos suffered a meniscus injury on his right knee while training in Sao Paulo. According to the profile of the Brazilian Olympic Committee on Twitter, uh, the 22-year-old athlete will have to undergo surgery. There's still no date for the procedure, nor prediction of return to the slopes. I don't think that's the correct translation at this point. <laughs> to the track. You get the point. This is from Agency Brazil Media. Okay, hold on. Is there a quote in there? Hold on. Go all the way up. Can you get it all the way up so I can see it's about this camera's blocking it right here? Um, I'm blind. I can't read this. feeling my knee, but it was necessary to treat it. All right. I can't read this. Why don't you just get up and read when it? When I have Go more news about the treatment, I'll bring it to you. There we go. That's 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 what I see. I'll pull up. This is the best way to report the news. I can't. And like stupid cameras up, in the way. Chopped up sentence hold speaking. On, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find it. You sound like me when I try to say a runner's a last name. <laughs> a word. Hold on. Let me see if I can find this. Here, here, here. Okay, no, it's fine. I got. Hold on. I'm looking at his Twitter page. Oh wait, it's not even. He hasn't tweeted about it yet. Okay, hold on. Rundown. I'm looking it up. Thank you, Colt. There it is. This is allowing me to process my disappointment and grief right now. Um, okay. So people are tweeting support to him. And then I think that his comment was this week I ended up feeling my knee, but it was necessary to treat it. Okay. Uh, thanks to everyone who's with me right now, sending messages, good energies, doing their best to comfort me a little in the situation. But as you know, the news is a blow. We're planning everything right. Um, when I have more news about the treatment, I'll bring it to you. 
let's go to work, have the surgery, treat it, and life goes on. Keep focused. Nothing changes. We have our goals for this year and for next year as well. Oh, set out in a video release to the press um, by the COB press office. <sighs> Sounds optimistic. Again, there's a big difference between a, a, men, a meniscus tear and a ligament tear. There's different types of meniscus tears. Uh, some require more recovery time. But anytime you're cutting the knee open, not good. No. no and I just... Just wanted one year of full health with all three, and we just can't it's, get it's it. It's like Joel Embiid in the playoffs. You just want one healthy season of the Sixers and the Embiid. I can't do the show. I'm off the show. Off the show? I'm done. You, that, that's a, this that is could, disappointing to me. This is very. If you asked me what I wanted most out of track this year, I guess it would have been the health of the big three and the four hurdles. I it, guess I'm not letting it affect me yet because it's like it's indoor season. And I'm like pretending you can come back. that like, oh, we don't have to worry. It's August. We don't I, have to worry about this. But you may be right. I it may be bad. I think that event is cursed. It, it's great, but I just think that there's a curse. So any little bit of bad news, my mind immediately goes to the worst outcome. Okay. And in that, in this case, it's like, all right, we finally got Warholm back. Warholm's ripping indoor 400s. He didn't need to be doing that. Why is he doing that, Gordon? To show he's 100% healthy. Right, Benjamin? I'm sure he's going to be 100% this year. All we needed was the guy who was 100% last year to stay 100%. You sound like a Sixers fan. I'm upset. I'm disappointed. And I'm sad. Allison, get better soon. We he's going to be fine. He's 22 years old. So it's not like it's a career-ending thing. The guy. I know, but this year. I wanted it this yeah. year. I don't want to wait because then next year somebody else is going to get hurt or something else is going to happen. But next year it's the Olympics, so it's more fun. Yeah. I want both. Yeah, have your cake and eat it too, bro. Yeah, so sad. It's all right. All right. Let's actually talk about what we're going to talk about. The title of the podcast is Reacting to DeTorin Results. Uh, live on Flowtrack moments ago. Yeah. We, we had the mile and a women's mile and a women's eight. Start the women's mile. World record attempt. Pegged as a world record yeah, attempt. Yep, yep. She had her pacer. Uh, Gudolf Sagai goes out pretty hard. Isn't able to hold on in the final lap or two. Still runs, though, an impressive 416. What are your thoughts on 416, number two all time? Yeah, that's a tough mark to hit, 413 from Dababa. And that was when, that was that couple of years where every indoor meet, Dababa would go for a world record, and she seemed to be in better shape indoors than she was outdoors. Last year, she tried it. Sky fell down. So this is a better result than that. Number two all time. Not bad. It's just hard when you're completely alone out there. And then from moment one, you know, you have the help of a rabbit. But it was a pure record attempt. Um, came up a little bit short. Maybe she'll go for it again. But can't be too upset with, with second all time. Because those, those Dababa marks are tough. I mean, Dababa, 350 and the 1500 outdoors. 413 indoors in the mile. I mean... The outdoor mile record is only 412. So it's not that much slower than the outdoor mile record. So she gave a good run. I would guess she'd probably go for it again, but I don't think you can ever be upset with going to number two. Yeah. Looking at the descending order list, it's, you know, 413 is the record, 416 is number two. There hasn't been a lot of people in that top right. tier of mile indoors. I think it's mile indoors in general, record attempts is all weird because. You had to have a really good athlete who cares about being really good at the beginning of the season in, you know, an event that's, you know, not... An off-distance. Off-distance, I guess, technically, by yeah. 100 and... 
nine meters, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. Well, what, you gotta get you gotta get pacers lined up too, yeah. and the whole indoor season is basically six weeks long at this point. So you don't have many chances to do it. Now she didn't run four thirteen; she ran four sixteen. <laughs> yeah. But if she would have ran four thirteen, would you have been like, "Hey, watch out, Faith"? Faith, no. Okay. No, there's a few people who are above competition right now, Whoa. and Faith Kipiega okay. is one of them. It doesn't matter what anybody else does. I would assume that if they were in the race with that person, that they would be able to go level up, and Faith Kipiega would be would be one of them. But you saw after the race, the guy, it wasn't she wasn't there to get the second fastest time. Yeah, she wanted the world record. That was the whole objective. The women's eight, though, I want to talk about the women's eight hundred because that one. Had some big names in it with Keely Hodgkinson and Mary Mora, right? Two of the top three in the world. We know Keely's coming off that 600-meter world record. I expected something big. She delivered, man. They go 157.87 in this race and just ran away with this thing. Uh, Yurigo ran an amazing time, ran 158 her first time, sub 159. She was out, and Keely had to work to catch her once she caught her. It was over. She was in command the entire time. But, like, Hodgkinson didn't get a PR in this race. And the, the world record is way up there at 155. But to, to churn out a, a sub-158, like, that's, that's a pretty rare performance in the women's eight. Yeah, sometimes it's hard to, like, wrap your head around what a good 800 <laughs> performance is indoors. Because, you know, like, 157, Keely, she can learn the 155s. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of have to, like, really understand, like, this is actually like running a 155. Mm-hmm. And she's clearly in 155 shape in February. And you think, all right, looks like we're going to have a, a 155, 154 type season internationally mm-hmm. for the top women. Because mm-hmm. you know what a thing's going to bring. Now I know Keely. Keely and the thing, are they like a year apart in age? Or are they similar age? Same age. Same or, age, exact? I'm, well, not. They weren't born on the same day. but That would yeah, be cool, though. If they were. Keely's slightly older. Keely's slightly older. Okay. Um, but yeah, it just shows good signs for the 800. Um, but speaking of the 800, a thing Mo did announce that she's not riding the Milrose. We'll talk a little more about that on Friday's pod when we preview the Milrose races. I have some thoughts, but well, unfortunately, we're not going to see Keely or a thing race each other this season indoors. We're going to have to wait till maybe the World Championship final. I didn't even have hopes on in racing each other indoors. I wanted them to race each other's times indoors. Yeah. And when Hodgkinson ran the world record in the six, I thought this is going to be kind of fun because yeah, yeah. let's see if Mo can match it and we're not going to. But right now, Hodgkinson is running as if she's got like a world championship final coming up in a month. Like she's on fire right now. The whole last lap and a half was all by herself. There was no doubt who was going to win that race. She just looks to be completely in control. Um, yeah, I wonder if she could get – I'm looking at this all-time list, Gordon. If she can get into sub-157, which, you know, she's run – what did she run before? She's run 157.20. She did that in 2022. If she can go sub-157, that would put her number seven all-time. There's only been six performances sub-157. So that's pretty rare. If you get get into that group, like even a sub one fifty eight, you don't see it that often on the indoor circuit. Going under, going into one fifty sixes, um, again only six six people or six uh, performances. So pretty cool, pretty pretty cool meet. Uh, we got more races coming from there as well. Did they run the women's sixty yet? Yeah, 
Okay, what happened? You want to give us a recap? Uh, Kambunji won 7.06. And that is your instant reaction. 7.06? 7.06. Gotcha, gotcha. So nothing too crazy. Um, uh, but Adam says, what was Mary Morris' time? Do you have the results? Do we have the results? Do we have the results? What do you think this is? Amateur hour? Of course we have the results. The results are... <laughs> do you want me to answer that honestly? <laughs> Uh, Mary Still, Mora ran 201. She finished yeah. fourth in the race. Yeah. And she, you know, she closes real hard in these races. And this one was kind of weird because uh, Eurigo went out with the pacer. So it was this big, there was a bunch of big gaps there. And I think for some people, got to give them a little bit of time to get going indoors. Um, Thomas says, if Keeley beats Mo this summer at the World Championships, does that put the Bobby Kersey formula of not competing indoors into question? Yes. We'll see. Well, a lot has to happen between now and then. I don't know. I have a take on the thing Mo not running Milrose. I think it's – everyone's good. I mean, our sport's very, like, supportive, and everyone wants to be like, yeah, you, you're smart. Because a thing Mo is – on pace to be the greatest mid-distance runner in U.S. history, maybe even world history, if things go perfect to plan. But this is what she said. My team, a.k.a. her and her coach, and I have made a decision to no longer compete at the Milrose Games this weekend. Instead, we are focusing on gearing up to be at my optimum for the outdoor season, especially with the upcoming World Championships. Wishing everyone participating best of luck. Okay. Instead, we are focusing on gearing up to be at optimum for my outdoor season. In what world is running three laps around a 200-meter track in February going to affect your performance in August? If you're hurt, right, not 100%. That's not what she said. She didn't say she was hurt. Well, right. I think everybody uses that as shorthand to be like, I'm just not prepared. You even hear it on the broadcasts, right? The post-race TV interviews, they always end with, how does this set you up for the world championships? Or how does it set you up for the Olympics? Later on in the season, very little of it is focused on what just happened or what's going to happen in two or three weeks. Like, hey, are you going to win the World Indoor Championships? Or, hey, you're going to go to USA Indoors? It's everybody is oriented their brains around there's one meet that matters. Well, I mean, it's every I'm, single year. I mean, that's because that's what it's where our sport is designed right. I, that, around contracts and everything. And yeah, I, it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise you, me. Yeah. But like the idea that running this race is not going to be optimum for your outdoor championship performance is that's just science does not back that up mm. i'm sorry it does not there's no way do you even remember what you did six months ago to right like can you trip him if you go for a run today <laughs> don't compare me if you go, to for anybody run, fast. If you go for a run today are you gonna be like uh i ran really hard six months ago and that's why i didn't run fast today i think it's more no you're not yeah, yeah. i think it's more just it for a lot of athletes you don't blame them. There's, especially the better you get, the less it matters. So the less you're going to risk. Yeah. Nobody, nobody wants to risk anything. But what's the risk of her running Milrose? The, the risk is... Losing. Well, and also if, she, if, if you're not 100%, like why go and get a loss, right? It's like people aren't disclosing injuries and, or illness or anything like that. People just say, hey, I got to focus on outdoors. And then you go to outdoors and then you ask, hey... Like what was going on indoors? And you find out, oh, I had a stress reaction or whatever. Not saying that's what's, Which is fine. what's going on. If she's hurt, you're hurt. Right, right. That's not, but you don't but know. why would you, don't you know. keep your hurt being hurt a secret? It's not like everyone – it's not like an IR uh, report for yes. NFL football game. I know, but some people don't like to talk about that stuff. And I get it. Like, if well, they I mean, this to. goes back to like – it's not just – Oh, it's everybody. All, everyone. And yeah. the college, like, oh, you know – 
we're going to take it easy at Nuttycomb because we got to be in our best shape for the NCAA final in cross country. Yeah. And it's all risk aversion. Because all the people who are taking it easy on Nuttycomb are doing a badass hard workout the next day at altitude or somewhere else, right? Yeah. It's all like... It's all risk prevention. Thinking. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's not like... Sh- there's no risk though. What's the risk? You don't want even a... A tenth of a percent of risk. The, the, you, don't you, get out. Don't leave your room. Well, no, the, you know, don't get on a bus. You can get in a car accident. Like, but the, there's risk in the world. No, but the there's flip side of that run. is, what's the reward? I guess that's that's the other side of it. What's the reward if she goes? And okay, runs so it? what's the reward of doing anything except for running three races? Your I've, prelim, your semifinal, and your final. Yeah, well, your contract, but you have you have a certain group of like as some athletes are so you know that they would like love the exposure right they want to run at milrose they want to get the big meat experience blah yeah. blah 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 but there's a lot of athletes who don't need it superstar athletes she's even a like she has a chance like you said to go down as one of the all-time greats yeah. she's one of the she's few, on that timeline this and this is why it's it's such a bummer she's not running she's one of the few athletes where you really you never know what she's going to do like in a good way when she toes the line and part of that's because of her versatility the other part of it is just her age and how good she's been so young. But it's so fun to watch her compete because you're like, hey, going back to when she ran as a high schooler at USA's and she ran that insane 600. You're just like, wait, yeah, like how, how fast is it? Like the, like she just sort of bends your mind. So I get it. Like it's totally disappointing. But from their perspective, it's like, all right, what do we have to gain versus what do we have to lose? Maybe you don't have to lose anything, but really what are you gaining? If you know you're not in, maybe they know they're not in world record shape right maybe they know they're a, a little bit behind then it's like what's the what's the point of going and if no one's making them go what's the point of doing go? anything yeah no that's why why we'll enter, get to that in the second if i'm not going to win gold at worlds why even bother showing up like you could say that to anything i just think that one i'm not upset with her pulling out like whatever you do what you need to do you 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 live your life you go you you do the plan that you need i'm just upset with the whole like fake like oh it's about being optimum for worlds like no it's not it's not about being optimum for worlds you just that's don't want to run today. that's just what everybody says though. yeah and, and then we the all default but we all pretend like it's the truth but that's not the, the truth is running 600 meters in february does not impact your you running 154 in august yeah but you can say that now it'll be different it's like hey i'm gonna do like a whole week like a whole month of crazy this and travel and put my body through all this stuff. You're running three laps around a track. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's very fast and it, it's tiring, but your body's going to be fully recovered by August yeah. from this 600. I would guess it's it's not just hey we mapped out all the days to Worlds and Saturday. It's supposed to be an easy run, not a 600. But I she, would guess she, there's more to it than that. We're just we're not getting all of that. Eventually, we probably will. But she's still gonna. You, are you telling me she's not gonna do any hard workout within plus four to minus four days of that day? I have no idea. She's going to do a hard workout sometime in the next eight days. I have no idea, but I'm saying if if she actually is banged up, sometimes people say that, and some people they, sometimes they don't, and then you find out later, and yeah. it could be the and latter. If you're banged up, again, I'm not saying I'm not. I'm, just, just, I'm not. I'm not saying that I like it. Like I would love for her to run. All I'm saying is this is just. Par for the, if we went back every single Melrose games the last 10 years, I guarantee the week before, one of the superstars is always pulling yeah, up. Yeah, I just don't like that's the phrase of like saying not running this race is for to be optimum. It's like that's not how it works. Six months doesn't 
one race does not affect again, six I don't months think later. It's, yeah, again, I think that's more just used as like the generic a, the answer, boilerplate yeah. answer. Being because, hurt is a reason. Right. But so I think that's, that's the boilerplate answer because that's what we've we fall back on those sort of cliches because that's just how the sport is talked about. And like, I like hey, it. I'm not, I got to be ready. Got to be 100%. Got to be 100%. You yeah. know, like, you know, I'm, I'm focusing on that 2048 championship. Yeah. So I like, you know, I'm not going to run this race because it's... I, I want to see a run. It'd be awesome. All I right. want to see a run too. And if she's hurt, I hope she gets better. If she's not hurt, I hope she doesn't use the word optimum next time and just says, hey, I just didn't want to run. I have more respect for people be like, hey, I just don't care. I don't think it's that. I think she cares. I think she cares. Maybe not about this this race this Saturday. Yeah, but she's don't care. Run there. I just don't care. Yeah. Well, she. That's the truth. The truth is, I don't care. Well, and she's not. Like she doesn't run. And I respect that. You're like, you know, you like in the NBA when a star player sits out. Well, they don't, don't, talk, don't talk about players in the NBA playing. No, but they don't. They don't. <laughs> they don't pretend it's to be optimum. They say I don't care. No, low, the whole idea of load management is that you're ready for the playoffs. Like that's literally what this is. The difference is they're playing 82 games. Yeah. They're not playing five races, running five races. Well, so, in this case, running one race. Well, right, but over the course of the year, like you, you yeah. people probably have more sympathy for NBA players, although maybe not. All right, next topic. This, so I have a, t- I have a title for the um, this this uh, segment. It's called When News Breaks and We Already Did Our Podcast. (laughs) This just in. Safan Hassan is going to make her London Marathon debut. Which we knew like last week. In April. We had some issues with the pod on On Friday. Friday. Colts Internet. Monday, we just wanted to talk about the weekend. Yeah, Monday, I assume we had done a Friday pod. We hadn't. I'm pumped about this. Yes. Are you pumped about this? Yes, it's live on Flowtrack. Watching Hassan make her marathon debut. And I like the way she's going about it. She's like, this isn't like, it's it's more of like a test run for her. She's not doing <laughs> marathon training, like focusing on like building up for this moment. She just wants to see what her, how her body reacts to this and then go all in probably in 2024 with like, all right, now she's trying to get the baseline. She's getting the baseline of what 26.0 miles really feels like. She wants to figure out what to do at the next Olympics. That too. Right? What events are there? And with Safan Hassan, you have to consider that it could be anything from the schedule. She's like looking through the menu and deciding what she wants to pick. Maybe she runs the 1500. Maybe she says, oh, this marathon looks interesting. Why don't I, why don't I pick that? Oh, is that on the same? Okay, how many days rest could I get if I did the 5K and the marathon? You have to extend the possibility just because the last two major championships, Gordon, she's done the unconventional thing. 15-10 had never been done before. And then the 15-5-10 triple we thought was just out of reach. And then she comes away with three medals and two golds. In this race, though, man, she is not easing her way into it at all. You look at this field. You go all the way down to the bottom there, Colt, on the other uh, link where you have the full field. You have Yahuwah who's the defending champion. Kazguy, the world record holder. Asefa just ran 215, one of those people who came out of nowhere and ran fast last fall. Uh, Jep Chirchir, Ayana, and Debaba, who will be running their second marathon, who, like Sivan Hassan, were stars on the track. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy how deep this thing is. 
On the American side, you're going to get Sisson and D'Amato. We had debated, hey, are we going to do a live show for this one? I think we are. I think we got to. I think we got to. Because I'm going to want to see it. Yep. I'm going to want to see it. I don't know what Safana San's going to do. You could tell me she's going to be in the mix to win it. You could say, hey, she's going to debut sort of like G'day and run 216 or 217. Maybe. Um, maybe it's more of a challenge for her. I don't know. But this is this is just a stacked. This is the this is the byproduct of what we saw last fall. When we're just like, there's too many good women in the marathon right now to keep track of all of them. All of the fields moving forward for the next year are going to be completely stacked because there's just there's too few races to support the amount of talent right now in the women's marathon, which is a good thing because then every marathon you're not getting one or two, you're getting six or seven or eight stars. I know I'm putting the cart before the horse and already thinking about past this race. Let's assume it goes well. I know she doesn't have a 1500 Olympic title. Right. But she has a 1500 global title. Yeah. Yeah. Would she become the first person to have a world championship or Olympic gold in the 15, 5, 10 and marathon? Yeah, she'd have to, right? Zatopek did 15, 10 marathon. And he did he never did I'm sorry, he did 510 marathon. He never did that. Yeah. 15. Or the, excuse me. Yeah, 1500. I was just trying to think about it. I'm not sure if anyone can find that information, but that'd yeah. be kind of cool, right? Kind of cool. Talk about range. <laughs> kind of cool. I was the Olympic champion or global champion in the 15, the 5, the 10, and the marathon. And then she goes ultras next. Well, that would be the perfect Ultimate. way. Yeah. Right. Lincoln called her the queen of range. Yeah. Right. She has she has the most range of anybody we've we'd seen. Right. The one fifty six, eight hundred, the sixty five minute half marathon. So what better way to exemplify that than figuring out how to get a? <laughs> I mean, you're thinking about it now. It's crazy, dude. Right? If she gets even any sort of medal, I think it would be nuts. Because you look at Gaday. All right, maybe Gaday doesn't go down as an all timer in the marathon, but she still has a really fast time. Gaday wasn't a fifteen hundred meter runner, yeah. and an eight. Safanasan ran one hundred fifty six yeah. in an eight hundred. So if you could go one hundred fifty six to two sixteen, two seventeen, even if you're not meddling, it's just that's breaking every sort of form chart out there or projection of like what somebody can do. Like that, that just defies the whole idea of specialization. That's nuts to think about. Not saying she's gonna do it yet. But. Who? This this maybe not make sense, but do you think there's anyone? I mean, this is more on the men's side. Um, matching your marathon PR with your one K PR. I knew we'd get to the important stuff eventually. It's good. But right. do you think there's anyone who has run a two twenty one K, who then has gone on to run a two twenty marathon, or two nineteen one K and then a two nineteen marathon? I guess there's been two thirty one Ks and two thirty marathons. Yeah, isn't that Kipchoge? I mean, he's gone under on both of them. <laughs> or under. No, it's not about being oh, under. You have to be, you have to be like your yeah. PRs. Your one K PR becomes your marathon PR like ten years later. Okay, well I'll go out and run a five minute one K <laughs> and then make you proud the next time there's a marathon. How about that? Fair enough. All right, uh, we got a couple other stories we want to get to. Talk about this DQ. Man, this DQ is making a lot of noise right now we can throw this up there i'm sure people have seen it by now this is from a high school regional meet in maryland and i watched it and like everybody else was a little confused why was this person disqualified from this race which means they can't move on 
and compete in the in the 300. So I zoomed in, zoomed in. Some forensic analysis. Saw him put up his arms a few meters before the finish line and celebrated. And that was about it. And I think most people decided that was about it too. So excessive celebration, I guess is how you would describe this. We've all talked about the overzealous high school officials, but I think this might be the peak of it. Yeah, I mean, look at this screenshot. We zoom in here at that moment. You see his arm, his right arm is out. Yeah, celebrating so about. So he's probably like, yeah, I won. Yeah. yeah and here's the thing. Wins by a lot. The competition he's racing against is his own teammate. Mm-hmm. It's not even like another school where like it's like, it's by his friend. So he's taunting his friend. Well, like, hold, and that's not, let's be clear, that's not taunting. Yeah, it's not taunting. That's celebrating. Celebrating. No, maybe, maybe there's something in the video we didn't see before that. Maybe there's audio of like him screaming a vulgar like, DQ this. <laughs> I haven't seen that evidence yet, but you know track officials. They are they would, listening to it. Well, There's they nothing. Would, they, or Colt, Colt's listening to the audio. He's isolating the audio. He's got It's like CSI status back there. Some track officials would DQ just for this. I know. It, it doesn't – it surprised me, but then I also thought, no, this lines up perfectly. There's – whether or not it's, it's jewelry, compression shorts not matching. It's mall cop syndrome. It's He's like, oh, I'm not a real official, so I want to like – well, no, they're real officials because they're really DQing him. No, I mean, if you're, if, you're, if you're a high school regional meet official, you're that's not getting, the same thing as like being the official starting line at the Olympic Games. You're still getting paid to be an official. Though. Are you, they getting paid or are they volunteering? No, they're getting paid to officiate, just like referees in a not high school basketball. Not all officials get paid. They're getting paid to officiate. The, the person who's making this call about whether or not to DQ this athlete. I think is a volunteer. They're getting, no, they're getting paid. Just How like, much are they getting paid? I have no idea, but that's not the point. The point is they should be able to use some judgment here. And the point of this, this is high school sports. The point of this is for high school athletes to have opportunity to participate and have fun and compete. Not hurting anybody with this. Not cheating, right? I don't think it's it's taunting. Now, if his coach has an issue with it and wants to talk to him after about, hey, maybe you should wait to celebrate, that's fine. But don't deny him the opportunity to compete at the next meet because of this. And that's the problem with track. There are no yellow cards in track. There are no 15-yard penalties. There are no technical fouls. One and zeros. It's an ejection or it's it's all good. Yeah. Right? Which means officials need to be especially judicious about situations like this. But man, most people are watching that race, watching that clip and saying, wait, why, what are we doing here? Like the overzealous, the, the first instinct to DQ all the time in high school track and field and cross country even is, is crazy. I mean, I'm sure you have stories. Yep. I have, I have stories like the jewelry stuff just drove me nuts for years. Cause it seemed like the, what the officials wanted to get out of it was just not letting kids compete, but punishing them for minor rule infractions when you could just take an extra minute. Hey man, figure out. Take, take, take off, off the necklace, yeah, or or let somebody know. But it's just no, you're out, you're out, you're out, you're out. I get it; it's got to be high stress because track meet is no, it's not high stress. The person who disagrees this person is dumb. Well, I'm just saying track meets in general, a lot going on, a lot to manage. But this this is high school. This is high school. The goal should be to have kids participate and have kids have fun. 
There's Kyle Sockwell. He used to work at Flow. In high school, I was almost DQ'd for cruising the last 50 of my 200 IM in district prelims. The officials saw it as showboating, but came over to talk to me before DQing me. Ended up finally at state that year because an official gave me the benefit of the doubt. This is lame. So, yeah, like, Paul, that's too good that, like, you're going too slow. You're not allowed to swim slow. <laughs> so, that's, that's, it's just, just insane. This old, I mean, no, Lyles tweeted something. Uh, scroll up. Oh, this is Marquis Dendy said, y'all would have hated me in high school. Noah Lyles says, that's so stupid. Why do we keep hindering ourselves as a sport? I mean, Noah Lyles, I mean, imagine if Noah Lyles got DQ'd for when he did that point to the, the track. Yeah. Uh, signed against uh, Knighton, against Knighton. Yeah. Knighton. Yeah. People would have been like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Imagine if uh, Maurice Green would have got uh, DQ'd for getting a fire extinguisher onto his shoes after the uh, 100 meters in Carson. And like, also, what is the advantage of celebrating? That's what I'm saying. So there's advantages, right? There's there's causing harm or injury. Yeah, you want to avoid that. And I, and I it hurt is high feelings. School. That's the basically well, the should, harm or there injury. There should be hurt something. Feelings. There should be something for sportsmanship, right? Because if like they're literally like screaming in their face, right? They're just got, take or taking off their jersey, going full McKeesey on it. Like they're they're in high school. There probably is some line somewhere, but it is nowhere near this. Putting your arms up early hey. to celebrate, or running too fast or too slow. That's just like imagine that's just DQ'd youthful excitement. The LSU athlete when they were racing Texas relays against Houston, right? That would have been like awful. Yeah, and again, I th- high school, college, pro. There's different mature levels of. I mean, the the, uh, the irony here is the older you get, the more leeway you get, right? I don't know. The Maryland one A West Region meet officials should never officially rerun it, rerun the race. Stupid. But don't you think like it's it is kind of strange. You give the most leeway to pros, and I get it because it's like nobody wants to see people thrown out of the game. And at least it's just this: whoever this person is is trying to like be pretend like they're being a life mentor teacher and be like, you know what? Don't Should have posted yeah. life. Yeah. You know, it's like shut up. Yeah. You, if they're he's a kid, let yeah. them just run. It's no one got hurt. And know. and celebrating an accomplishment is How not dare is, you. is not something that needs to be shamed. It's not. Again, if his coach has an issue with it, right, then that's between him and his coach or him and his, his parents or whoever. Like, let let them handle it. But there's nothing there that I saw in the video that's unsportsmanlike. There's nothing there that I saw in the video to where you're thinking, man, this goes against the educational mission of this track team. No, nah, man. Like, again, if he turns around and he starts screaming at people, that that's different, right? That that I do think there should be some you know space in there for, for DQing. Um, in terms of taunting, but this is not this is not it. This is celebrating. This is even if he's running the last hundred with his hands up, that's celebrating. That just shows that he's better than everybody else, right? You yeah. don't want to get beat by somebody with their hands up. Last hundred, run faster. That's how it works, right? That's how it works. And if they and if Bolt they want his it, chest gets DQ in the Olympics. Yeah, Bolt, Bolt pounds his chest gets DQ in the Olympics. You imagine if he got DQ for doing that? Oh, yeah. that would be hilarious. Yeah, but but why don't they DQ for that? Like, why don't why don't they give texts to NBA players every five I minutes? I guarantee you, the because official- nobody's there to watch yeah. the officials, right? Well, they understand there's yeah. got to be some level of discretion, and it's entertainment and it's fun, and you don't want to see it. But in high school, when the kids are relatively anonymous, at least compared to like um, the, the perspective of professional athletes, they just feel like they have carte blanche sometimes. And again. 
what kids take away from high school track shouldn't be, I need to follow these rules. There's so many positive things to learn from competing in track and field, and it shouldn't be blind obedience to arbitrary rules about celebrating or wearing jewelry. Yeah, I mean, I bet you the person, the meet official at this race, they probably, this is probably the first track meet they're at. Like, okay, well, if that's the case, I would actually cut them more slack. I don't think it no, was, though. I, wanna... <laughs> I, I don't think it was because I, I could see this happening at so many track meets. That's... But it wasn't even like a, 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 a obnoxious celebration. You don't, I couldn't even tell that the guy celebrated. You watch I, it 20 times. You can't yeah, even tell. I know, but my, my, my point is this could have happened in every state. There's at least one official in every state who would, who would defend this. That's, that's my point. And that person needs to be banned from They shouldn't be efficient. Working. They should be doing something else. Defended. There's no defense. Yeah, they should be doing something else. All right, what's next? You want to talk about the BU Mile? We got some pen relays announcements, and then you need some advice. I need some advice. Yeah. Uh, BU Mile. So uh, Jordan Carpenter, uh, meet director over at uh, BU, which has been having phenomenal races for, and this for week, 20 years. For 20 years, <laughs> and no different this year. This upcoming weekend is going to be wild. Had a fun tweet where he said, for anyone wondering why performance lists are taking so long to come out, it's because you all lied about your milers seat time. Uh, he ended up sending me the heat sheets um, 2 a.m. his time. Mm-hmm. So he was up late yeah. trying to figure this out. Um, and you look at the mile, there are 60 people with a seat time under four minutes. He told me that 110 people wrote their seat time as four minutes or faster. 110. First of all, what are your thoughts on seat times? How oh, much man. faster can you say your seat time is to what you've actually run? What's the rules? What's, like if you run 401, can you say that put me at 4 flat 359? No. But everyone does it. Everyone That's says, that problem. But everyone gives themselves two seconds cuz it's like you if should you're get, 401 you'd say like I'm going to PR so I'm really a 359 now. You should get equi- you should have equivalent distances that you should be able to send in. That I'm fine with. If someone has a fast 8 or a fast 3, they should list that and there should be a little chart that says all right, we'll give you this seed time as as a mile. But what about But if you're just shaving 5 seconds off because you did the math in your head after they did a workout? No, everybody's going to do it. Yeah, but what if you ran 401 last year and it's your season, uh, you haven't run mile yet this year? Oh, you can use a previous year's time. Yeah. Yeah, no, fine. but sh- well, if you're pre- if you, what if you know you're faster than your last <laughs> then time? You gotta, then you got to run it, man. But if I don't know that you're faster. Okay, do you think Jeff- – I don't know that you're faster. All right, do you think – If I'm a meet director, I don't know that you're faster. Now, no one's probably coming to my meet because this is a very strict rule, but I'm not – But what about Edward Cheserak? He doesn't have a 5K time in college yet. Or he'd be like, yeah, you got to go. No, you got to run with the fourteen thirty guys. He submits his. He can submit his his ten k time or his fifteen hundred time. He doesn't time yet. Three k time. He just he has, has a mile sort of time. Yeah, I'll, and then I'm sure it's good, and that will put him in a good heat. You're the. It's a meritocracy, baby. Go run it. Run the time. I don't know what your time what is. What about your? How do I know? You get into this mess because everybody says the same thing. Yeah, but what about your your, your kid is trying to get into a, a different level of baseball team right and you know his stats they're not looking too good because he was sick and had covid all year his stats right? are so great, his stats are, don't look good but you know he's better than what he performed are you going to be like hey, hey news he's actually better every kid's dad thinks that they're better than they are what would what's your formula two you get two seconds yeah you get two seconds well okay but then that doesn't matter because then everybody gets two seconds and you're right back to where you were that's inflation that's just time inflation that's all that is time inflation 
Yeah, that doesn't help you at all if you're trying to figure out what's the goal. Try to figure out the 10 to 12 fastest for the first heat. That's the goal. But you give everybody two seconds. How does that help? So anyway, <laughs> 60 people now are in officially with the sub for minute time. But it was 110. And then I was, we were, I was talking back and forth with Jordan Carpenter, the meet director. And we're thinking this meet may break the record for most sub fours at a single meet. You think it's going to happen? Real sub fours or once you subtract one or two no, seconds? No, actual okay. running a race. Okay. Like running a race. I have it right here. So the most uh, sub fours ever run at a – the most sub fours ever run in a day yeah. across the world, 36. It was February 14th, 2015. I remember that. And as, as you will notice, this weekend is the best weekend in track and field, as I told you. <laughs> if you um, base that solely off of sub fours. The second yeah. most – was February 11th, 2012. The third most was February 12th, 2022. So mid-February, king for sub-fours. Anyway, but the day, the meet that had the most sub-fours at a single venue was Prefontaine in 2014. Mm. 26 sub-fours. Number two all-time, Prefontaine 2017. Number three all-time, Prefontaine 2018. And Prefontaine 2015, Prefontaine 2010, the mile and, the international and Prefontaine mile. 2011. So 26 is the record for most at a single meet. We have 60 people at this meet with a sub 4C time. I think they're going to break the record. You use up your quote of sub 4s for the episode, by the way. Sorry, we're done. They're going to break the record, right? You don't care. Don't care. But the record's going to be broken. I don't care. I mean... Seeing them, I think it's. I want a three. Uh, what's the three fifty five record? Oh yeah, I, I only speak in three fifty fives now. No, no, hold, 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 hold me out. Hear, hear me out. I'm not, I know. Man, I'm not. I'm out. When I said I was out, I was no, out. No, 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 no. This is this is part of you being out. Okay. I think the record being broken by an astronomical amount is a perfect way for us to recognize sub four means nothing. So. If, if you promise. If, this, if the previous record was 26, and then at BU, 40 people break sub four, I think we can officially say sub four is dead. <laughs> I think people will do the opposite. I think people, more people in the club, right? The more people you let in, the more people that are yeah, going to yeah. talk it up and how great it is. Man, come on in. You're a 401. Awesome. To be clear, impressive time, amazing accomplishment. But we don't really do this for any other event just because we have a round number and some history attached to it, yeah. which the history is cool. The history is great. But we're at a point now when multiple high school kids break it. So it doesn't surprise me that the numbers I mean, you're saying. Kind of, aren't you happy that I was able to figure out this information? Though? Just thrilled. I was thrilled I did this late. I did this at 2 a.m. my time. I was like, all right, what is the record for most sub fours at a day or at a meet? It's 26. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of records. When's the most three f sub 343 okay, 50 the I want to do the. What? Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, parental. Uh, yeah, sometimes you just slip a curse word like LeBron James <laughs> last night after he broke a record. Yeah. He broke the all time points record. Did you watch uh, that live? I did. I did the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. Fun photo out there uh, circling the internet. Um, everyone has a phone in their hand while LeBron is taking a shot for to break Kareem Abdul's record. But in the front row, we'll zoom in. Front row, Mr. Phil Knight sitting there next to uh, LeBron James' kids. It's kind of funny. Just zoom in. Colt, do you want to bring up the photo? Zoom in, and there he is. Mm -hmm. Phil Knight, just without a phone, watching LeBron jump. I'm 
and throw the ball I'm in the basket. I'm for it. You're a big phone guy. You film everything. So you would have had your phone out. Yeah. I like the idea of just witnessing it yourself. You know, you could find anybody else's cell phone video. Yeah. Or just watch the broadcast. It, or just watch the HD broadcast. Yeah. And if you're sitting that close, you could even see yourself in it. Yeah. Just like live in the moment. Live in the moment. Doesn't but, surprise me. What if Phil Knight doesn't even have a smartphone? I don't know. Do you think he has a smartphone? It'd be awesome if he had like a actual like photographer's camera yeah. in the front row. Like it's a gigantic lens. <laughs> he has like the thing you put the cape over your head. <laughs> exactly. And like rolling in. Big old flashbulb just <laughs> breaks. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Um, but it made me think. This was, I'm a big NBA fan, as you know. You're an NBA fan too. It's yeah. here. Uh, most points all time. Yeah. That's a, probably the most marquee record, right, for an NBA. Maybe points in the game too, but most points all time. What is the equivalent of what's the most points all time record in track? Like what's like the equivalent of like something that we were all look at as like the ultimate record? Because this is the ultimate most, record in the NBA. Would it be most medals? Most medals? There'd be a lot of drama though for that. This is just like you knew he was gonna get it yeah. from what five years ago? You knew yeah. he was on pace to get it. And even okay, he doesn't get it this game, he's get it next game. With medals, there's no guarantee a person's gonna gonna get it. So there's a lot more spontaneity but it would probably be medals wouldn't it but the problem with medals is then you have the whole like do indoor medals count to cross-country medals count to relay medals count because i don't like the whole well did metal world i saw kareem abdul jabbar only had one three-pointer in his career yeah because right? the and lebron had a million points on do you know who has the most so. medals global medals not counting individual i can you mean, not, you. you mean not counting relays not counting relays you want to know it's not carl it's usain bolt same Bolt has 13. No, wait. No, hold on. No, he doesn't have 13. He has 13 gold. He has the most golds. Same Bolt has 13 global golds. Yeah, but that counts relays. Doesn't count relays. Oh, you're doing world championships too. World God championships and Olympics. Bolt has 13 gold. World championships and Olympics. Carl Lewis has 12. Mo Farah and Ray Uri have 10 each. Shelly Ann and Dababa are tied on the women's side for eight individual global golds. Oh, Tiranish Dababa. Tiranish Dababa, yeah. 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 It's pretty cool. Most medals? Good stat. Most medals, I can figure this out for you. I mean, you probably just Google it, right? No, that, num- that number 13, most global medals, something you can- Google, who has the most uh, global medals in track? It's not going to come up because people... They're not using world championships and yeah. Olympics. It's not going to come up. Got to ask that chat GPT thing to write you an essay about it. Maybe they'll figure it out. See, look, 12. Like, that, that's, that's not right, right? So the per, the team, the person with the most, because they I'm doing non-relay. That's oh, the big and thing. And you're not doing indoors, right? No indoors and no relays. So no indoors and no relays. Number one, most individual medals is Bolt. Tied with him is Carl Lewis. He has 15. So they both have 15. And then there's a yeah. four-way tie for third can you name them no david brings up a good point though there's <laughs> no comparison that makes sense because world champs are relatively new so lewis missed out on a couple world champs so it's, that's true it's difficult it's difficult to compare that's true so if you were to come up with say the top 100 track athletes of all time would be number one all right you got to go soon it'll right be, it'll be carl lewis don't you have a meeting meeting in two minutes i do okay but i have I, I need advice go it's a question. Am I an asshole? 
more. Um, we got to ask the chat. Am I an asshole? Okay, so I, I bike to work regularly, right? So I have a bike. And I got a flat tire the other day. Got it changed. Go bike. And you know, like on a tire like thing, you have like the little cap that mm -hmm. goes on the thing. It's not necessary, but it's like kind of covers it up to make it clean or whatever. I didn't have the cap. So I saw another bike. <laughs> Why did you take that? And I was like, what if I just take their cap? They're yeah. not going to notice. Yeah, that's... And it's just a little thing. It costs like a penny. Yeah, no, you're in the wrong. But like, they're not going to notice it's missing. You noticed yours was missing? Yeah, but like, I was just like, oh, I'll just take theirs and then they can take someone else's. Man, did you ever take philosophy in college? No. They'd always pose these questions, right? And you're like 18, 19 years old. You're yeah. just like you know, new into the world. And there's always like, oh man, it's a complicated moral quandary. Like I never thought about it that way. But it's stealing Your a, issues a are the opposite of that. They're so easy to figure out. Yeah, you're wrong. No, but it's just... It's I not, would get an A on this paper. It's not like I'm stealing someone's bike. Why did you need it? Or someone... You said it's useless. Why do you need it? Because I was just like, oh, I'll just take this one. He's not going to know it's missing. Why, you didn't answer the question. Why did you need it? I don't need it. <laughs> well, I just... Because one bike tire had it, and I want the other tire to have also okay, a little wow. black cap on it. Yeah, you're a thief, man. That's not... Are you a thief, though? You're 100% a thief. Yeah. You should... You should put it back. Petty crime. So, my, this is not even a petty crime. This is below petty. This yeah. is like, it's a cap to a tire pressure gauge. You don't take other people. This isn't hard, man. You don't take other people's stuff. But is, is it? A, a, that's not a phone. No, there's a difference between the thing that goes on a little air valve thing. No, and it's taking. Stealing phone. is stealing. No, stealing is stealing. Yeah. Right, okay, What's the limit on. thing, Gordon? Is stealing stealing? Hold, right, on, hold on. Hold on. How much money? Hold on. Stealing stealing. Oh, I just took this piece of lint off of you. Why not? It makes is it that stealing? I just took this piece of lint. It makes am it, I a thief? It makes it worse that you're stealing a thing of lower value, probably. I took a I took a piece of lint. Gordon, this is Tampa Eagle. Like your parents' Christmas mat. Not good. All caps. People are worried about you, man. Colt, what do you think? Uh, yeah. I mean, Gordon's question was, "Am I the asshole for stealing?" And the answer is yes, obviously. Well, no. I don't. Is it stealing if it's such insignificant value? That's the question. Yeah, it's. When the, does the value become so low that it doesn't kind of steal? What's this thing called? Like it? I took the Dust piece of cap. lint off your shirt. That is. Is that stealing? Can't. You're not only really buying lint. You can buy. These are called dust caps, according to the. Yeah. How chat. much do they cost? What? How much does one cost? I don't know, but you can buy them. Look. Yeah, I don't need twenty of them. You can. I don't need twenty. No, those are like fancy. Honestly, I just. No, but that's what I'm saying. There's value attached to it, though, is what I'm saying. There's not value of... of is there value, though? These headphones are super cheap. If you took them from me, I would think you're weird. I'm, I'm not like, going to take your headphones. That's like $20. No, they weren't. I got these at Target. They're super cheap. How I'm, much are they? I mean, I, these valve covers are like $4. So yeah, for four. So okay, it's maybe $1. Eight, it's okay. $1. It doesn't matter. There are, it's a dollar. Dude. You're getting crushed in the chat right now. You should not have brought this up. Why that's did you do this? This is very strange. Why you in your pocket? When you were at a store or something, I think you would be fine. But if you took it off someone's bike, you're obviously in the wrong. Okay, I'm not done with the. I'm going to complete the set. Okay, so I purposely this left. Bad, I purposely man. left out. I can't believe you're publicizing this. No, dude. I purposely left out you're a gonna, part of the question to see if it would change your mind. Okay, the bike that I took it from was one of those like city bikes. 
still stealing. Ooh. It belongs to somebody. Colt, Colt's thinking differently now. Colt's thinking differently. It's from a company. It's not from an individual. I'm I'm a little bit more on Gordon's side here. Hey, 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 no, that. it's still stealing. You're still stealing something. <laughs> I have to pay for that. Oh, you have to pay for that. For I'm that? a taxpayer. <laughs> I have to pay no, for no, that. That's not taxpayer. That's not. It's okay. Well, it's like someone this little owns, park, you know. And so you're let okay it go. with? Okay, so if it's privately owned, you're okay with people stealing from private businesses? It was like. You, it's sitting That's on the okay. sidewalk. It's like a red thing where, like, you know, you, okay, you, it's sitting on the sidewalk. you scan your QR code to ride it. Yeah. Is the chat changing their mind? No. Because it's not a person's personal bike. It was it's a the, corporation bike. It doesn't belong bike. to you. But no one is going to notice It doesn't the matter if on the, a corporation city bike. It doesn't matter. Listen to you, corporations. Well, you know what Just I mean. Stick it up for the, I expect that from Cole. You're over here. <laughs> but, like. A, an individual noticed, like I did, notice when my cap was gone. But no one is gonna care if the cap right, of like the publicly used scan your bike code here to ride. Let the bike. me give you some Emmanuel Kant since we're doing philosophy. What if everybody did it? Well, what everyone's every not doing it. No, but what if I'm they the did? only one that did it. Let's apply what you're doing to everybody else. What if everybody else decided they could take the dust cap? I took something that was less than a dollar in value. And if everybody from does it. a city bike that no one is like caring about. The chat is not going your way. No, chat should go my way. It's, the, the city bike doesn't change their mind? No. I, it changed Colt's mind. David Colt, said, Col so it's okay to steal from Flowtrack. <laughs> That's a private company. Well, then yeah, you, you, can, you, can take, you can take Flowtrack's little dust cap. Yes, if 100%. It, Coco said, if it's not stealing, then it's vandalism. <laughs> so. Okay, vandalism. Yeah, it was vandalism. That's bad, too. But no one cares if you vandalize a lime scooter. You say nobody. Yeah, because if everybody did that... We but everyone have doesn't. Scooters. No, everyone doesn't. But I'm talking about your own personal responsibility. There's not a bunch of Gordons out there. There's only one Gordon. That's not true. There's a lot of people in the world, and if everybody viewed it the same way, then you have a problem. So that's why you shouldn't do it. <sighs> I can't believe you're sticking up for big bike. I'm not even a – you ride bikes more than I do. I'm just sticking up for the I principle of it. took a dust cap off of a city, like, scan me bike. Again, don't do it. Not yours. This is like what I tell my seven-year-old. Does it belong to you? No. Oh, so how many people in the chat? They probably all have stolen probably some type of signage at a local cross-country meet that they ran at. So we're all hypocrites. Why are you projecting? <laughs> because of your own moral failings, you're just assuming everybody is? I don't think it's a moral failing to take a less than a dollar dust cap off of the equivalent of a Lime scooter bike. You should put it back. Here's what you do. I put it back. Now you have the opportunity. I'm not gonna be able to find that bike. The bike is find gone. a different one. Find a different city bike. But they're all you gonna have caps on them. Well, if you <laughs> want to atone for this, I gotta find. Look, just look every single time you pass one of those things. And if it's missing, and if it's missing one, you put it back. Then I will say you're good. You're lucky because if it was just a private person's bike, you're never gonna see that yeah, person yeah, yeah, again. No. So the harm can't be, um, can't be. You know, you can't make amends for it. But you have the opportunity now. All right. So my, my new life mission is to find a city bike with a missing dust cap. <laughs> David says next he'll steal a city bus. <laughs> it's just a bus. Just took the, uh, okay. you guys just are, took the engine out of it. It sounds like a dare commercial. You smoke one joint and then all of a sudden you're doing. No, your, it's more. It's it's. I don't think it's going to bring about this the isn't failure a gateway, of civilization. I'm not gatewaying drugged into a criminal lifestyle. No, it's not that. But the term you used before wasn't 
am I a criminal? It's am I an asshole? This is like the definition of asshole behavior. These little tiny things that they add but up. But it's so tiny. It's like people not putting the shopping cart back. It literally is tiny. It's like people not putting the shopping cart back at the grocery store. No. And if everybody did that, it's complete chaos. Well, I, put just, the, I put the cart. Ta- I don't believe back. you. I don't believe anything about you anymore. This is this more than anything <laughs> has changed my opinion of you. You should not have said this. Well, I'm, I'm, at least I'm being honest. downloaded the car, right, Gordon? Yeah, well, if I downloaded the car. Cole, you know you're on my side. You think you thought it was a big deal, and then you realize, eh, whatever. It's just the dust cap of a of one of a thousand city bikes in my neighborhood. It doesn't it doesn't matter. It That's, does. It though. There's a little matter. bit of. It doesn't matter. So if I take a pebble from the lawn of a house, also weird. Every <laughs> example you give just makes you sound weirder. But if I took a pebble from the lawn of a house, would you be upset with me? Again, I would think that would be very weird. And again, there's different criminal and what you're talking about here. Okay. Yeah, it'd be strange. Well, thanks for listening to the pod. We love you guys. (laughs) Hopefully, I'll tone for my. I'll find a a dust capitalist city bike on my walk. David says no visa for Budapest 2023. (laughs) Just lost it. Find it. Put it back. If you do it, take a picture of it. Okay, and I'll let you know. It's also weird you think it has no value or it's not important at all to your bike, but you needed it just so it could be even with your yeah. bike. I feel like it has more value to me than it does to <laughs> one of a thousand city bikes. You're just digging now. I'm not digging. I had a little bit of a like, eh, they're not going to notice it's missing. It's a city bike. No one owns it. But you don't need it. You just said you didn't need it. I wanted it. You're not getting a loaf of bread to feed your family exactly with this because I wanted it. All right. Jeez, man. Send the pod. Like and subscribe. Thanks for listening. I'll see you guys Friday. Previewing the best week in the track of 2023. 700 people are going to break four in the mile. Later, guys. Bye.